Hello and welcome to Behind the Headlines for the week ending June 26, 2020. I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Behind the Headlines is a podcast that looks at the top stories of the week, the most read stories of the week on obj.ca. As usual, I'm joined by two of my colleagues from Ottawa Business Journal, Peter Cavessi and David Solly. Thanks to both of them for joining me again. In today's podcast, we'll take a look at a trend to sublet uh, office space, a sobering prediction for home prices in Ottawa, and finally, the culmination of a big community campaign uh, that wrapped up last night. So let's go right now behind the headlines. Uh, Story number one, we're going to get you, Dave, to uh, chime in on this. Um, It's been a little bit of a recurring theme in this podcast that we've been talking about how businesses will be using their office space. You talked to a couple uh, commercial real estate brokers, and they were filling you in on what might be early signs of a larger trend. Yeah, that's right, Mike. Um, so earlier this week and late last week, I spoke to uh, I spoke to a few brokers and some landlords uh, around town as well, um, who say that you know uh, it's looking like there's probably going to be um, a little more activity on the sublease market uh, coming up over the next uh, few months and perhaps a year, a uh, year and a half. Um, we saw that, I mentioned, I, um, uh, I believe uh, last week about Centronic Canada, a uh, tech firm in Canada that's looking to sublease about 20,000 square feet of space at two buildings um, in the Canada North Tech Park. Well, uh, Martin Ose, uh, yeah, he's the managing principal at Cress Ottawa, he handled that deal. And he told me uh, late last week that his firm has actually been working with five clients um, uh, over the past few weeks, which is, you know, uh, as many as he would usually see in a whole year. So uh, so he says that's one um, indicator right there that a lot of businesses are kind of taking a second look at, at, at just how much space they really need uh, these days. Um, uh, a lot more firms think there's going to be a, fle- a more flexible approach to work, which means not everybody is going to be in the office at the same time, even once people do start to return to the workplace. So they're not probably going to need quite as much space in many instances. Um, uh, that sort of feeling was echoed by Darren Fleming. He's the CEO of Ottawa Brokerage Real Strategy. He, uh, he also said he's looking, uh, he's dealing with a lot of clients who are looking to sublease space right now. Couple that occupy about 12,000 square feet and want to shed at least half of it. Um, so, you know, he, he agrees that this is really, uh, really starting to be a bit more of an emerging trend. Um, Darren was saying he thinks office demand could shrink uh, by as much as 10% um, in the next six months or so. Um, and a few other studies uh, recently have bared that out. They, uh, they kind of suggest that the market is going to be in for a bit of a correction. Um, I also spoke to Ray Wong uh, from Altus Group in Toronto. They do a lot of research into these sorts of topics. He told me these th- this is already happening in places like Vancouver and Toronto, where sublease activity has increased dramatically um, uh, in the last uh, two months or so. Uh, in fact, nearly doubled uh, the amount of available real estate for sublet. Uh, and he thinks Ottawa is soon going to start heading in that direction as well. So, um, uh, so it's going to be really interesting. Um, as Oz told me, you know, there's a few reasons why subleasing could be an attractive option. I said, well, who's going to rent all this space if, if everybody, if so many people are looking to get rid of space, who's going to take it? And he said, well, there was still going to be tenants out there who want sublease space. It's generally cheaper uh, to sublease. 
uh, you don't have as long a term typically. So you know what, if you don't want to get locked into a five or 10 year deal, there's that, um, uh, there's that advantage as well. And the space is already generally fit up. So you don't have to spend a lot of money there. So, so there are some, some, some things that make Subley space attractive and we're likely going to see more of it um, in the very near future. Peter, Peter, uh, let's get your take on that. So, what are you, uh, what are you thinking about uh, sublet? So, I think the key question is, is as Dave sort of alluded, uh, is whether or not Ottawa is going to uh, follow the uh, the lead of Toronto and Vancouver. Um, we started getting some second quarter statistics out uh, this past week. Both those cities saw huge increases in uh, the amount of sublease space coming to market. Ottawa, by contrast, did hold steady, so we haven't seen the same sort of trends there. I think there's you know three key questions that are really going to shape whether or not there is going to be a jump here in Ottawa versus the general state of the economy. Are companies going to uh, be healthy? Are they going to keep the uh, their headcounts uh, where they are or hiring or are they going to be looking uh, to uh, cut costs? Uh, the other two questions that are a bit more fun to explore, which is how is this big teleworking experiment going to work? Uh, do, are we going to see the same number of employees in offices uh, as we did pre-pandemic or will companies simply have um, less of a need for desks? Or conversely, um, will companies want their employees back in offices and then need to out and therefore be looking to actually increase their uh, their footprint so that all their employees can work uh, at a safe physical distance from their colleagues yeah it's, it's a fascinating topic and you know one that I think all businesses uh, are dealing with how to use their office space and how all that uh, fits into this uh, telecommuting uh, type trend. Uh, listen, we're gonna go to story number two and uh, Peter will we'll, uh, get you to, uh, to chime in on this. Um, I think we've often thought that Ottawa's residential housing market is uh, on fire. Uh, the prices are increasing uh, at an incredible rate. And uh, amid all of that optimism comes a little bit of pessimism possibly. Uh, with a report uh, from CMHC. Do you want to share some news on that? So the Canada Mortgage and Housing uh, Corporation did uh, did uh, put out their forecast for the coming years for major uh, markets uh, across Canada. Um, surprisingly, as you mentioned, they predicted that Ottawa home prices are actually going to soften a bit in, uh, in 2021, not by a huge amount, but uh, softening nonetheless. Uh, this came as a bit of a surprise just because I was really struck. I couldn't remember, you know, the last time we even saw sort of the predictions of, uh, of, a, of an absolute decline in housing prices here in, in, uh, in Ottawa. Um, we've got the stable employment base from the federal government. We've got the tech sector, which by, you know, most accounts is still doing well with its high paid jobs. So this, this did come as a bit of a surprise. CMHC did still point to uncertainty or surrounding uh, future incomes, uncertainty surrounding uh, job losses and potentially dragging down the, uh, the, the market. I guess the other curiosity is that one of the big factors that have really sent uh, housing prices in Ottawa uh, soaring has been the limited supply. There aren't that many houses being brought to market, being put on the resale market. CMHC did acknowledge that that's likely to continue, and that's likely what's going to drive then a rebound in housing prices uh, in 2022, according to uh, CMHC. Well, there's always a, a lot of uh, predictions built into these things, so I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, see if they're right. If Ottawa's 
if at least the market will cool and, and prices might uh, might drop, it'll be interesting to see. Listen, uh, story number three is a little bit of na- na- naval, excuse me, gazing. Uh, involves two things that uh, uh, involve OBJ, but we wanted to uh, to point them out. The first one uh, is is that uh, Thursday last night was a big night for Ottawa Business Journal. A couple reasons there. Uh, one was that. Uh, uh, there is a North American wide competition uh, that uh, is announced uh, every uh, e- every summer for business journals. And David Solly, uh, right here on this call, uh, won a uh, award for his feature writing. Um, Dave's being modest, uh, Peter, so you're going to talk about it. <laughs> So uh, Dave did win an award from the uh, Alliance of Area Business uh, Publishers uh, for a silver award for best feature. It was for an article that he penned uh, last summer about the the real real challenges as well as opportunities facing Ottawa's mid-tier malls. Uh, They're in a very unique position facing a a lot of pressure on uh, on both sides. Uh, I remember working with Dave on that story. He was out there uh, (laughs) doing uh, what we call fashion shoe leather journalism. I walk in the corridors talking to retailers um, and uh, and not only, you know, hearing the challenges that they're facing, but also exploring sort of the way forward. And uh, it's a really, really well-deserved uh, recognition for Dave. That story did get a lot of uh, attention uh, across uh, across the city and I think really touched on one of the major business stories, not only of 2019, but one that's going to be continuing to be felt uh, in many years to come. So a big congratulations for a well-deserved honor to Dave. Absolutely. Good, good for you, Dave. And uh, <clears throat> you're not going to talk about your award. You're going to talk about something else. The, the second big thing uh, about uh, Thursday night uh, was it was this culmination of a uh, weeks-long campaign called Ottawa Stronger Together. I guess at its, uh, at its base, this was a little bit of a rethink of uh, something called the 40 Under 40 Awards, which OBJ, OBJ has presented uh, 23 times. So uh, this is an awards program that dates back to the mid 1990s. This year, we couldn't have a gala. So we said, well, why don't we have an actual TV and online broadcast uh, with full kind of production values? And uh, we're going to bring the whole uh, business community together to uh, to celebrate, to rally some support and also recognize the uh, 40 under 40. So Dave, you, uh, you had a chance to watch the show. What, what are some of the uh, takeaways on your side? Uh, yeah, Mike, absolutely. It was, well, I mean, I, I thought the show really kind of illustrated the theme of the evening, which is really resilience, right? In the face of adversity, um, most of the entrepreneurs we highlighted in 40 Under 40, in one way or another, were affected by the pandemic, had to pivot, had to adapt, and um, and just like uh, the organizers of the show had to adapt, uh, and and really, it really illustrated that theme well. I mean, we had some great... Um, video segments featuring uh, great entrepreneurs like Carla Briones, uh, how she's adapted, you know, with her Freshie and um, Global Pet Foods franchises, uh, how um, uh, we had some great words of encouragement from all kinds of people. Harley Finkelstein, as you would expect, Chief Operating Officer of of Shopify, he had a really, um, you know, heartfelt message uh, telling the entrepreneurs, the 40 under 40 recipients, we've got your back. and Ottawa is a strong community. We're going to be here uh, to help everybody rebuild stronger than ever. Uh, those were great messages. We have Ron McLean on talking about uh, 
something near and dear to my heart, Bobby Orr, the greatest player of all time. Sorry, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> As, um, and uh, um, also uh, David Chilton. We had, we had uh, all kinds of celebrities. And it was capped off with a brilliant uh, music video, by the way, um, uh, pr produced by, by Khaled, who does this segment as well. Great job from a group of CEOs uh, called Six Over 40. Uh, you had a great group there that uh, a couple of Kevin Ford from Cali and um, uh, Jonathan Card from Canaxis. I, I was very impressed with their rendition of After Midnight. Uh, these guys have pretty solid musical chops. I got to say, if you need a cover band, you might want to shoot them an email. I don't know if there's, I don't know if this is a, only going to be a one-off. It was a world exclusive, but, but who knows? I mean, I mean, we've seen how many times of the stones we thought they'd never come back and they just keep coming back. So, Hey, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. I love the name too. Six, six over 40, of course, uh, in uh, in recognition of the 40 to 40 they also it was kind of fun they adjusted the lyrics in i think the third verse or something like that and and give a shout out to the 40 yeah. to 40 and uh uh quick some quick references to obj there so that was really fun uh and by the way um if you if you missed the broadcast you can still go to ottawa stronger together.ca ottawa stronger together.ca and you can watch that uh, video now on demand. Uh, many thanks as well to uh, Rogers TV and, by the way, all the sponsors uh, who had to continue with their investment, but in a very different way. So that wouldn't have been possible without their uh, financial support. So listen, we're going to wrap up. Uh, Peter, let's uh, take this home. What's coming up next week in Ottawa Business Journal? Just briefly, this is the final push. This is the final time to participate in the Welch LLP Ottawa Business Growth Survey. This is an annual survey of business confidence and outlook uh, here in the nation's capital. I think um, it's more important than ever this year. This is an opportunity to share with policymakers and leaders in the community how your business has been affected by uh, COVID-19, as well as the, uh, the broader outlook. So uh, we really encourage all business people in Ottawa to participate. You can uh, find a link to take that survey at obj.ca slash events uh, thanks Peter and yes let's uh, let's keep pushing some more uh, completions for that survey it's really important Dave uh, quick uh, quick minute to wrap up here um, uh, what your thoughts on Canada Day of course Canada Day is next Wednesday we would typically see hundreds of thousands of people come to downtown Ottawa and a giant impact uh, for bars and restaurants and that what are you going to be doing or uh, looking forward to uh, this Canada Day? Um, yeah, it's not going to be your typical Canada Day, that's for sure, Mike. I mean, uh, I guess we can, um, if you want to go uh, check out, I think the I mean, we know the Chateau Laurier is reopening on Canada Day. So so uh, so some people might head downtown and go to the, I believe they'll have a patio uh, there, and there will be uh, plenty of other patios open too. Um, you may want to get there early. That would be my uh, suggestion. Um, and uh, and there's still, I mean, Ottawa is a beautiful city to walk around and just get out, enjoy the canal, or uh, or you know whatever um, whatever areas of nature might be near you, and just um, and just have more of a, a low key uh, celebration of Canada's birthday this year. Well, Dave, there's no question that uh, 2020 is going to be a Canada Day to remember, like, in fact, the rest of the year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Canada Day plays out, especially downtown. So, listen, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, thanks to you, uh, David. Thanks to you, Peter. 
uh, for joining us. Congrats on your awards, uh, uh, Dave, on your big award. Thank you. Uh, thanks for all the work you do. Um, you. If you want to watch uh, these podcasts, you can visit uh, our YouTube channel, OBJ's YouTube channel. Uh, this podcast is also available in an audio format on Spotify. So you can check that out. Just do a quick search. Uh, that's all the time we have for this week. So for David Sally and Peter Cabessi, I'm Curran signing off. Keep on uh, watching and stay connected. Mm-hmm.